This is a Cortez Currents news update. According to the Strathcona Regional District, Cortez Island Director Noba Anderson violated an agreement that one of her partners would communicate with staff regarding the subdivision of her property on Cortez Island. Anderson's lawyer, Matthew Voyle, disagreed as to the nature of this, quote, agreement. Staff made a request, which Anderson acknowledged receipt of. That is not an agreement. He produced a long stream of emails demonstrating that staff repeatedly initiated the direct contacts with Anderson. He maintained that when Anderson communicated with the regional district staff, it was in her personal capacity and not in her role as director. She used her personal email address and almost always copied her land partner, Ms. Lavina Harvey. Though the SRD lawyer, Catherine Stewart, was present, there is no public record of any presentations she may have made. At the end of this segment of the January 27, 2021 board meeting, the SRD board referred the matter to the legal counsel before deciding whether to proceed with a motion to seek legal action to have Anderson disqualified from holding office. As Anderson's lawyer explained, The key requirement here for a breach of Section 102 is that the board member must not use their office to attempt to influence a staff member with respect to a decision being made. As I say, it does not prohibit a board member from acting in their personal capacity with respect to their property. Rather, there has to be an attempt to leverage their position as a director or be acting in their capacity as a director, to quote the language from 102, use his or her office to influence a decision. This is somewhat of a unique situation because there's a number of owners. But imagine a situation where there's only one owner, and that only one owner is a board member. Of course, the board member is entitled in their personal capacity and not as a member of the board to engage with staff to deal with the issues involving their property. That was Director Noba Anderson's lawyer, Matthew Voyle, explaining how the laws pertaining to insider influence work in regard to directors. He added, So there's a little bit of miscommunication a little bit of confusion about how the conflict and insider influence provisions work together, but but also remain separate and distinct. And we can see that in the chair's letter, and we also see that in the staff report. At their last meeting, the Strathcona Regional District Board adopted the following resolution. That Director Anderson be advised that on January 27, 2021, the Board will be considering a motion to authorize an application to the Supreme Court that she be disqualified from holding office on the basis that she has violated the relevant provisions of the Community Charter and Local Government Act regarding inside influence, and that she has the right to present a defense at that time through her legal counsel. According to a report that CAO David Leach sent the board, this issue came to the board's attention as the result of an email dated December 17, 2020, that was sent by Director Anderson to a staff member in which he asked that person to delay his review of the referral package from the approving officer for the Ministry of Transportation and Infrastructure in relation to a subdivision application for a Cortez Island property that she owns, together with other parties. The parties had earlier agreed that all communications between the regional district and the property owners would be handled by someone other than Anderson in order to avoid conflicts of interest. The email in question was sent to an SRD staff member, John Neal, and said, John, 
I'm sorry this whole application isn't more straightforward. We've been unable to get any direct information out of Ministry of Transportation and Infrastructure on what they would accept as far as roads go for our application, and it seemed the only way to get that was through an on-site visit, which they would not do until the referrals were in. That is why we paid our referral fee and asked you to proceed. I just got a call from Moti today saying that now they're willing to have a call with us and our development consultant in January to really go over our plans. They are not willing to proceed as submitted. So, unless you've already completed the referral, it would be wonderful if you could hold off until the new year. All the very best to you. Warmly, Noba. Why did she say that? She said that because it was going to be a waste of time. Because the application to the ministry that she had sent with her other landowners on a personal basis uh, was going to be changing. So this would be a waste of Mr. Neal's time and it would be a waste of the landowner's money because they weren't proceeding with the current application. They were going to change it. There's nothing in this email that suggested that Noble was communicating in any capacity other than as an owner of the land. Regional Director Jim Abram pointed out that Neal received an email from a director, not a person, and that email made him feel uncomfortable. She is asking him to please hold off in doing his job. That is reprehensible. To which Royal replied, Now that's certainly not in the material before you, and if the board has considered any material from Mr. Neal saying that he was uncomfortable and did not disclose that material to Director Anderson before making a decision today, that is a serious breach of procedural fairness and certainly uh, would be grounds to quash any decision made by the board. Campbell River Director Claire Moglove asked, What do you say to the argument or the suggestion that I've heard in the past that, yes, councillors and or directors can uh, operate in their personal capacity, but when it comes to relationship with staff, because of the position of power, there's this blurring of roles. So what do you say to that? Thank you, Director Moglove. Through the chair, um, we don't get to overrule legislation here. The Legislative Assembly decides what the law is, and we interpret it, and we act based on that legislation. The legislation says there is room for a director acting in their personal capacity, provided they don't use their office. We can't say because there might be blurring of lines, therefore there's no room for a director to engage with staff on personal matters. That would be contrary to the legislation. So there has to be room for it, and so we look to the communication. And I've taken you through a number of examples of why we say it's clear uh, that she was acting in her personal capacity. The use of the plural we, the fact she was communicating with a personal email address, the fact that every time Mr. Neal would reply or send an email only to Nova, she'd rope the point person back in. Those, to me, are indicia of the fact this falls within the room contemplated in legislation. Regional Director Brenda Lee said, Well, you were pointing out all the instances where she said, her correspondence was just personal, yes. but it seems to me that the content of one of those emails, she refers to no need to do an OCP change because that would be extra money, right? Just the zoning. I, I don't think that any private citizen would be able to instruct a staff member to do that. I think you have to look at the email to see whether there is in fact instruction. So let's do that. Let's pull up. It's going to be in page two, top right-hand corner of the materials. I believe this is what Director Lee is referring to. So certainly, um, we're not saying that 
that Director Anderson is not entitled to know things about OCPs at interpersonal capacity. I'm not a director and I know a little bit about OCPs. So let's look at this email. It says, thanks for this, John. And, and this is, again, this is a response to Mr. Neal saying, the fee for amending the zoning bylaw would be 2000. There would be no need to amend the OCP. All right, so that's what Mr. Neal wrote to her. She wrote back saying, this is a personal matter. And then she said, I respectfully disagree about the need to apply for an OCP amendment, right? So the board, the regional district is not applying for an OCP amendment. That's certainly not instructing him to do anything. As we went through this on Quadra, and then again with Cortez Sr.'s application, although the OCP text strongly supports the kind of rezoning we, not the board, Nova Anderson and her fellow landowners, would apply for the map does not. And I strongly believe that we would need, we would need to update the OCP map layer concurrently, again, um, to stay out of the sticky situation we've been in. Who's been in a sticky situation? Not the board, the landowners. So she's not instructing him. I disagree with that assertion. And she doesn't tell him to do anything. Um, rather, she says, this is a personal matter. And I don't agree that we would have, we, the landowners, would have to apply for an OCP amendment. So I, I, with respect, I, I disagree with the assertion that this is instructing him um, to do something about the OCP. With respect, the private citizen wouldn't know anything about the OCP on Quadra or the Cortez Senior's application in detail. So that, and there she's acting as a director. With respect, Director Lee, I know about that, uh, and I'm not a director. So uh, that's just simply inaccurate. Chair Brad Unger asked. I'd like to know where in, in either the community charter or the lo local government act does it identify how an elected official can step in and out of their role when dealing with a staff on a conflicting issue? The answer is section 102, Chair. It says it right there. They must not use his or her office. It doesn't provide prescriptions. It doesn't say you can use your personal email address, but you can't use your office email address. You can say it via email, but you can't say it in person. It can only be for the CAO and not the uh, corporate officer. It doesn't give specific descriptions. So what you're required to do as the administrative tribunal here, say what's the reasonable, what's the correct, I'd say, interpretation of this section. And, and, and as I've said multiple times, this, this section must leave space uh, for a director to act in their personal capacity. So then the board needs to decide based on these materials before you and specifically with respect to the December 17th email, because that's the allegation before you, was Director Anderson using her office in that email to influence unduly a decision and action or recommendation? That's, that's what you have to do. Chair Brad Unger thanked Mr. Voyle for his presentation then directors Brenda Lee and Charlie Cornfield moved that the regional district refer the matter to legal counsel, which carried.